0: How's it going guys CryptoBud bud here for today uh, in this video I'm going to talk a little bit about an article I came across that I think was really interesting and I wanted to comment on this because this is something that's been an ongoing battle between Bitcoin core Bitcoin cash the last couple of days this article is from coin De- telegraph and it mentions um, Bitcoin reaching the end of an era and it has a picture of a dinosaur in there to just kind of show That potentially the meteor is going to come in and it's going to wipe out Bitcoin and uh, we're going to have all this new coins are going to replace it. Anyway, so you guys already heard the story about, you know, basically the death of Bitcoin, the obituaries and all that. But I want to talk about this article specifically because there's a lot of interesting points here that this this uh, commenter puts out. And then I'm going to throw some facts out here. And I want you guys to think about maybe what you guys think that. This is something that's actually happening because I think this is a really interesting conversation to think about when people say well I think Bitcoin core is never going to die and I think and I don't think it's going to go away. I think Bitcoin core is going to have a very different role in the coming months ahead, moving into 2018, especially with this whole drama. So the article kind of talks a little bit about the New York agreement, how he was called off and how it was a disaster for the split. And then we saved it. And then now we're going back to Bitcoin cash. And as a result, we have this like situation right now where nobody really knows what's going to happen next. I mean, we all kind of expect another fork or we're not going to have a fork and we potentially we may end up getting an upgrade anyway the point they're trying to say here is if you take a scroll down to the bottom and i'll post a link later on about this article it says joseph poon poon which is the inventor of bitcoin's uh in development lightning network said recently that um basically he was saying that the two factions basically have reached in a, a, a stalemate kind of in the way people who who don't want this who don't care about the scalability and transaction fees are going to accept bitcoin um uh, but they pretty much can leave instead of trying to fix it so and then there's another camp who said that basically they're going to start their own coin which is going to be bitcoin cash and then they're not going to deal with all this drama it's like forget about this situation with trying to patchwork bitcoin cores uh, memory blocks because they can't even agree exactly what's going on now you guys already know my channel i always look for the investing perspective And because I'm not marrying any coins, I recognize that there's always two points to this argument. One point is the scalability issue and the transaction fees. And the other camp, it's about the original Bitcoin core um, and how it survived all these different network attacks and how Bitcoin core is still considered to be the gold standard. And all these other coins are just basically along for the ride. And truth be told, there is definitely a Bitcoin core um, rationale that it basically is very integrated into the entire ecosystem. In fact, a lot of merchants use Bitcoin Core. Uh, Bitcoin Core is one of the main pairing um, actually is the only pairing right now in crypto that across all the exchanges. Um, Japan has accepted Bitcoin Core for a lot of their merchants in their retail environments. I mean, we have basically a global brand that has dominated this crypto market And and to be fair for Bitcoin Core. Um, I think it's been a a remarkable achievement because not many cryptocurrencies actually not the only one I can think of is Litecoin um, have survived this long and have acquired such a brand recognition. Now with all of that said here is the other side of the camp and the other side of the camp is saying that well Bitcoin Core has a governance problem right is is technically very centralized. Although it tends to say it's not centralized it's actually very centralized since again the funding is coming from Blockstream and there is a group of people who are making these decisions and slowing the growth of Bitcoin Core's development. Although they do have the largest development team and they do have um, a very very solid work of of, of software versus something like Bitcoin cash which doesn't have the developing have to have the developers and may not have the skill set that bitcoin core does so again there's always two sides of it so i think they're reaching this kind of phase now the other part of the article that kind of mentions this is called the dumb money is pouring in so remember that when market tops usually start is when you've got people who come in and just want to chase the price they have no idea about satoshi nakamoto they have no idea about the vision of bitcoin and basically people just are attracted because the price keeps on going up and they have no idea of what the background behind that and so what happens here is when you get this type of money coming in. It tends to draw and exhaust all the buyers and usually that's like a in, in one of the many indications of a market top and, 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 and again dumb money doesn't really represent that people are don't have any intelligence. It just means that people who are not as sophisticated understand the entire ecosystem are buying and chasing the price so. The article kind of talks a little bit about the first-time investors about the meetup groups that's happening and everybody talking expecting a 10x roi on their investment everybody wanting a 7x because that's what bitcoin does and that's what attracts a lot of the speculation so this article kind of puts it in that perspective now again you can interpret it as fud or you can interpret it as um, bitcoin core bashing or bitcoin cash uh, fan fanboys but you know the, the point i'm trying to make here is starting a discussion and argument not so much an argument but starting discussion about how exactly this is going to be different now let's talk a little bit about the CME group real quick so the demand the demand for Bitcoin really has to come from new money that's coming in and when the CME group announced that they're going to be adding Bitcoin futures that definitely caught the attention of a lot of people because now it's going to expose an entire industry to new investors to hedge fund managers etc etc now this is actually a double-edged sword now I'm gonna tell you why right now because futures markets are very different from regular cryptocurrency markets for starters number one there is leverage and number two is there is shorting ability so from my experience in the equity markets basically when people introduce futures markets not only do you introduce more money in, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go long. Uh, a lot of people think that he, the the Wall Street <laughs> uh, hedge funds are just going to plow money in at any price and then just go ahead and buy it. No, they're not as naive as many people think they are. In fact, they were, those are going to be the actual sharks. Um, they can technically short. Now they're going to be asking, is can I short Bitcoin? Right now, there is no feasible way to short Bitcoin. In fact, if you wanted to short Bitcoin, it's basically only a handful of exchange exchanges that allows you to do that and even then it is highly highly um, risky what these guys are going to do is bring in the idea of shorting futures markets which can potentially manipulate the market on the upside and on the downside so the CME group in my opinion is not necessarily a a always a good thing people are touting it as saying that it's probably the best thing that can happen to crypto because of the exposure that's going to have and that's definitely true but it's a double-edged sword that i don't think a lot of people understand so the point i'm trying to make with all of this is this is that as this cryptocurrency becomes more mainstream A lot, a lot of these new companies are coming in specifically like these hedge funds and these institutions are going to are going to introduce a new element to the game. And that game is going to be shorts, Um, derivatives, potentially packages of investment vehicles and things like that. And so that's definitely going to be definitely something to watch out for. I don't know if they're going to run it all the way up. I don't know if they're going to run it down. But I can tell you this, that Bitcoin definitely is going to change in the way it trades. Um, The other thing I want to talk about here is going to be about the role of the altcoins. Now, specifically Ethereum and some of the other platforms, uh, coins I talked about. Now, to give you an idea of kind of like where we're at right now. If you remember when the Ethereum run actually started, that started around sometime around here, uh, around March, actually a little bit before this, when Ethereum actually started. It was right somewhere around February or December. Coincidentally, that was the exact same time when Bitcoin's dominance began to drop. And as you can see, Bitcoin's dominance was actually very, very consistent for a very long time. In fact, it was consistent for about, if you go back to 2013, Uh, bitcoin was actually 95 percent of the entire cryptocurrency market now basically they held a monopoly for this coin and had you were you investing in 2013 you basically it was really easy you just bought bitcoin and everything went up and then it it slowly kind of steady you know maintained itself it had a little drop in 2015 to 78 but overall it was it was a pretty pretty good monopoly and actually went all the way back up to 90 percent in 2016 went back down again but always maintained between that 80 90 percent range then all of a sudden something happened in january of this year we had this huge drop in dominance basically bitcoin went from 86 percent all the way down to 37 percent in july of 2019 now let me put that into perspective a little bit if you are a company and you hold a 80 90 percent market share or virtually a monopoly and within one year within one year your, your market share drops from 80 90 percent to 37 percent that's a huge red flag i mean as a company that could basically means that the new entrants that are coming in are definitely gaining a lot of traction and sucking a lot of money out of that system and I, I think that we've definitely rebounded from that. So we've moved up from 37 to 56, but nowhere near the 80, 90% range that we had. In fact, um, this rally that we had has actually been on the back of Ethereum. And so what you got to really think about right now, guys, is this. Let me give you an example. Let's say we're Microsoft back in 2000, 1998, 1997, right? Microsoft had a huge dominance in the. Uh, Software programming. It's the only operating system Apple. It's probably trailing behind and all of a sudden BAM, you know um, Apple faces Microsoft faces all these monopoly trusts regulations. It's its dominance drops and then all of a sudden you get these new entrants coming in Usually what ends up happening is that if Microsoft doesn't didn't innovate fast enough what What happened, and actually, what is happening is that eventually its market share eventually drops, right? Because people are not going to be waiting around for Microsoft to improve on, especially there's a lot of infighting. So I think Bitcoin is very similar to that in re- that respect because the technology is changing so fast but it's not able to adapt quick enough because of all the civil war and all the infighting between the developers and also the miners and whoever is in charge and yes bitcoin cash is a symptom of that problem it is actually a possible solution for it i wouldn't say it's the only solution but the altcoins have definitely introduced a new element to the game ethereum has definitely taken the role of the champion altcoin basically it's Shown itself that it's useful in many capacities, so I'm not here to bash on Bitcoin Core. I think it's a definitely a very good cryptocurrency, but this article really hits on a point because when I look at these numbers, the question I want to ask is: Can Bitcoin go back to dominance of 90, 90 percent? And if you ask, if you tell me if it can do that, that basically means that's going to be at a cost to the altcoins. Now, I know you might say, well, they can coexist and definitely can coexist, and there's going to be more money to be made in the entire space as a whole. But what, the, what that's going to come into at is going to be at the expense of the altcoins or it's going to come at the expense of Bitcoin. And I personally don't think that Bitcoin can reach back to 90% because that's basically negating all of the progress that's been put forward from the entire altcoin community specifically the smart contracts the ico's um, the use case scenarios i can name you 15 or 30 more coins out there that can do that so where does that put us right now in terms of the overall picture well if you actually take a look at the overall picture We obviously right now are kind of slicing back down from 56% dominance to about uh, 52 and we're kind of holding in place that seems to be where the market kind of stabilizes a little bit if we begin to see this drop again back here which was in July and June and coincidentally that was probably one of the best altcoin market uh, markets you can get Uh, actually it was somewhere around here then we're basically going to get another major rally. Now, if you think that the altcoins are not going to make it because Bitcoin is going to go back up, then obviously this is the time to unload all your altcoins. But I think blockchain tech is moving beyond Bitcoin. I think it's moving past to a point now where people are going to be treating Bitcoin as not so much a technology, but more of kind of like a store of value and something to store away your money and i think the article hits a lot of points and i think that if you're very very concerned about bitcoin specifically i don't think you should because i think Bitcoin's going to eventually move up in price regardless but in terms of the dominance that it had before i think this year marks kind of like that transition period i think um, now, again, I could be completely wrong, and tomorrow we go 90%, and all the altcoins crash, and they go to zero, and we're right back where we were back in 2014 when Bitcoin was the only one. But I look around, and I see a lot of options out there that are actually improving on the bitcoin core protocol and they're actually making it even more useful now i can name you a handful of coins right now that can probably do something as as great as bitcoin but not have the brand name recognition and so i think the market is i think is shifting now i think the market is beginning to shift from this idea of this protocol layer to this use case layer which we see in the in the early 90s and actually moving into the dot-com bubble and post dot com bubble is we already have the protocols we already have the blockchain technology, right? That's Bitcoin Core's technology. We already have Ethereum's tech. Now we need to make room for the next generation of crypto, which is the use case scenario. Is what can we do with the with this existing technology um, and how can we leverage this moving forward? And I think that's where the conversation needs to be versus trying to figure out which is better, or which is worse, because that's basically going back to the old way, which is saying that Bitcoin is the only one. I can imagine a world back in 2013, for those of you guys who are investing back then, where uh, basically you only had a couple of options. You had Bitcoin and you had Litecoin and Ripple and that was about it everything else was like pretty pretty puny and basically you had to own bitcoin i mean right and then you move down to here and then it's the same business i mean it was really like and you got a little bit of dash in there a little bit of monero and Nem and all that and then you have here and then all of a sudden back in in june 2017 guess what now you have a bunch of options you have a plethora of options now you can buy bitcoin as usual you can buy ethereum 30 you know market cap litecoin ripple dash you know you know big enough numbers and then now we're back here where we've got a new entrant which is bitcoin cash and some of the other ones so uh i don't know what to say guys i mean i think i think at this point is just like trying to come to grip with the possibility that bitcoin may never get its 90 percent monopoly again i think that's where i'm kind of projecting out a couple of years out where it's going to be very difficult i don't think it's impossible but i think it's very difficult because it's going to come like i said at the expense of some of these other altcoins. um all right guys well hopefully that puts into perspective and moving forward in the in the year as we wrap up this year just reflect a little bit about some of the trades that were being put out some of the Some of the moments that I think were interesting in the year and I think you'll find out that a lot of the times it really wasn't Bitcoin until the forks. And so I think Bitcoin is trying to struggle for its survival right now by forking and by creating other Bitcoins. And I think that um, that's that brand is definitely going to be there. I just don't know in what capacity is going to be and as we move forward into 2018. So anyway, guys, have a great day. Enjoy your, um, your day and I will see you guys next time.